So as a leader of this organization that you care so much about, you have poured your life into, the most important gift you can give is a real operating system. To know that that organization will continue and be sustainable long after you're gone. Welcome to Tractionville, podcast for companies running on EOS. I'm your host, Chris White, along with... Benj Miller. And today we have a special guest. Uh, full disclosure, uh, today's guest, Lee Nasahi, is a former client of mine, and she's got a very compelling story. And Lee, I want to welcome you to Tractionville. Thank you very much, Chris. So Lee, I want to jump right in to the stuff that you're doing now, because I know uh, it, it's a passion of yours, but I think our listeners are going to be really intrigued uh, by your story. Um, so I want to start with what are you doing now? Now I am the president and CEO of a small nonprofit organization called Vision Serve Alliance. And it's a national, actually international association of 501c3 organizations whose primary mission includes service of some type to people of all ages who are blind or have low vision. So I'm talking um, lighthouses that provide vision rehabilitation, but also schools for the blind, dog guide schools, and large institutions and employers of people who are blind. So we have about 120 members all across the country and one in Canada. And um, it, it is, it is a, a really compelling job to work with these leaders, and, and that is our mission. Our mission is to provide leadership development, assure the leaders of all our member organizations are strong and healthy and have the resources they need to be able to su successfully um, execute their missions and to bring all those organizations together on a strategy. So when, when we were working together, when, when you were a client of mine and we were implementing EOS, um, we were at one point really working on, you know, your succession plan um, to retire. We and were. all of a sudden that changed. So what is it about this new position that made you take it? Um. Well, I, I was a longtime member. It was one of the first organizations I joined as a, a new CEO when I was at Lighthouse 20 years ago. I became a member of Vision Serve Alliance. Had a different name back then, but that's not important. And um, it is the organization I, that I credit a great deal of my learning to become a chief executive. Uh, many of the people I met, the other CEOs are lifelong friends and helped me navigate what can often be a very lonely place mm -hmm. and very challenging. Um, I think a lot of for-profit CEOs dream about being a nonprofit CEO, thinking that it's easier, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we, have, we have many challenges. And so it was just a really great place for me to develop my leadership. Eventually, I served on the board, and VisionServe just has always and will always hold a special place in my heart. 
And so when the, the first CEO, Roxanne Mayros, made the decision to retire, uh, by the way, Roxanne and I are very good friends. I consider her one of my mentors as well. Um, I considered applying. I really didn't think they would choose me, but um, many months later, they did decide to do that. And it was a hard decision for me to leave White House, but it was made ever so much easier because we had been, we had implemented EOS and had a, a super strong um, leadership team and the beginnings of a succession plan. So we were able to just expedite that and the, the transition couldn't have been any smoother. It was really lovely. So am I understanding this correctly, that you, that you had gone through the diligence of creating a succession plan with the idea that you would retire, but it was going through that work that really prepared you to be able to take this other job and leave the company in a great place? Yeah, I wasn't planning to retire, but I knew I had one more thing I wanted to do. I didn't know what that was initially. And I was thinking it was going to be a few more years longer than what actually happened. So we, we had to speed it up, but absolutely because we had taken the time and, and we had EOS in place that we could, I could comfortably do this and the team could comfortably do it. So uh, you being a, a nonprofit is unique because, you know, you read traction. It's so narrow focused to that entrepreneur and that 10 to 200, mm-hmm. 250 employee company. Um, and mm-hmm. they, they speak that language, you know, marketplace language. How did, did you yeah. relate to it as you read it? Or was it a li- was it like, Oh, I think this is for me as well. So I'm glad you asked that question because um, I think that that is a, a bump in the road for a lot of nonprofit leaders when they're first introduced to EOS. Um, and I have to say, yeah, I had a little bit of that feeling initially, too. Um, I had something of an advantage because I had a very entrepreneurial board chair who had, prior to us uh, reading Traction, introduced us to the Rockefeller Habits. And we had taken a stab at implementing that, but that was really just too complicated and more than we could handle as a nonprofit. So. Having looked at that and then reading Traction, um, and I mean, there's a lot of, of management principles in there. We had we read all of those books before we read Traction that he's incorporated, so it was not unfamiliar to us um, for the most part. There were some things we thought, "How are we going to do this?" But we had um, prior to this, we founded a subsidiary um, social enterprise. And so we were already on the path of learning to speak more business language and think more entrepreneurially. So uh, reading Traction actually was was like destiny. We, that was it was just the right time. We didn't know how to. We had hit the ceiling, and we didn't know how to move forward. And that fell into our laps just at the right time, and and really helped us move forward. So in retrospect, were there any inconsistencies between EOS for, you know, the marketplace versus EOS for a nonprofit? Well, I can tell you a few complexities that um, there's probably for-profits that deal with this too, but almost all nonprofits have more than one customer. 
And the customer that you're ultimately serving is not necessarily the customer who's paying for the service. Yeah. If you receive public funding um, and you do fundraising, so you have multiple levels of customers you need to make happy. But so it's just a little more complicated. EOS still works for this. It helps you think through all of those markets. You have more than one uh, group of people to please. Um, and that you need to evaluate your relationship with. Um, and then the other thing is that the board of directors of a nonprofit organization is different than, it serves a, a role uh, different from a, a corporate for-profit board. And so we've had to um, figure out how to, how to weave them in. Where do they fit in the process? Because a nonprofit board is charged with establishing and protecting the mission and has fiduciary responsibilities, et cetera. So um, we, we had to weave that in too, but we have figured out how to do that. Give us some pointers on exactly that for anybody who might be out there, nonprofit, considering this. How do you bring your board on board? So we um, met with our executive committees immediately to say this is, we had this idea, this is what we want to do. And fortunately, we had entrepreneurial thinking members of the board who saw the the benefits of this for our organization. So they were very supportive. We went through um, the implementation without them, but they knew that we were going through it. And as we had board meetings, we would share highlights. And once we had a draft of our vision traction organizer, we shared that with the board for their input and approval. And we were perfectly open open to tweaking it if uh, they had suggestions uh, as to how to do that. As it turns out, they did not tweak um, White House Central Florida's. Now we're implementing EOS at VisionServe Alliance as well. It's a much different organization. We only have 2.6 staff. <laughs> and our board members are all over the country. They're all CEOs of the member organizations. And we actually brought Chris in to help us implement that with VisionServe Alliance. And um, so they have been instrumental, an integral part of actually creating the Vision Traction Organizer. And that's appropriate for this organization. It may not be for, for most. One of the things that the rumor has it is you replaced yourself with very young talent. And I want to hear more about that and what gave you the confidence to do that. But we're going to do it in just a second. Chris, will you take a second and thank our sponsor? Today's episode is sponsored by 90.io, N-I-N-E-T-Y dot I-O. 90 is a cloud-based collection of the essential business building and awareness tools you need to make running EOS easy. The clean and extraordinarily intuitive system includes every one of the tools you need to not only run EOS, but cascade it down and throughout your company. EOS is great, but implementing it throughout your organization can overwhelm even the best of us. Our friends at 90 are obsessed with making sure that every one of the EOS tools is simple to find, simple to use, and captures all the data your team needs to hit, an average of 90% of the rocks, measurables, and to-dos. For more information, you can visit www.90.io. All right, Lee, take us to that moment where you're ready to walk out and you've made this transition and you are confident in some very young talent. Tell us about that. So 
it, it, it happened before I was ready to walk out. It was part of our succession plan. Um, I, as Chris mentioned, I was the visionary integrator for the organization for a long time. And I think it was in our very first session where we created the accountability chart that I admitted that that was not my preference, that one day I dreamed of just being able to be the visionary and not having uh, to, to be the integrator as well. It, it's a lot. Um, so as we move through Im implementing EOS, we were constantly talking about it, how our accountability chart was going to evolve. We had the first version, and then we probably had five more iterations, What, how we wanted it to transition over the next five years. And of course, that changed and evolved. But we had a plan to uh, get me to just be visionary and who was going to be the integrator. And then as the succession moved forward, um, it became clear that that person we had identified as integrator would, would still be great for that. And one of the other members of the team was a visionary. He is a visionary. And and these are two young men who I've known a long time. I, I just have endless respect for. Um, it's a magical team. They count on each other. And the rest of the team is, is awesome, too. So now it's a little different, I'll say, for those of you listening, um, because there are many of my members, especially, who are contemplating retiring in the next three to five years. And more times than not, the board takes over that process of replacing the CEO and and frequently does not even ask the, the outgoing CEO for their opinion or involvement. When you have a succession plan, you can avoid that. Now, it's still the board's decision ultimately. And there, I will say there were some board members who were reluctant not to go through advertising and interviewing the more traditional way. Um, and they have the, you know, the, the authority to do that. But when you analyze, you know, every time you hire somebody new, it's a 50-50 chance of getting it right. We already knew the people we had in place were right. And um, the rest of the team respected them. There's less cost involved. And I'll tell you the most important thing to me that I conveyed to the board was this organization has to continue with EOS. What are the odds of you bringing in a new CEO who doesn't know EOS and being as committed and learning it? Um, and it would have really turned Lighthouse upside down if they, they brought somebody in and they decided not mm -hmm. to continue with EOS. Lee, share with our listeners, how did you mentor them while, because you were still at the organization and they were moving into these seats, right. talk about that mentorship that you gave to the new visionary and to the new integrator. How did you handle that? Um, well, I I think that mentorship uh, began the minute they were on the leadership team. Hmm. Um, They're both very astute and ambitious, and and knew that whether it was at Lighthouse or somewhere else, they they wanted to you know be leading at this level. So um, I don't, they knew that they needed to learn this stuff, but I did create uh, documents of processes and people and issues and all the things that I thought were important 
for each of them. And, and I had regular meetings with them to cover all of those things before I left because, yeah, I made the decision. I had three months to transition, which right. was very nice. And was, was three months enough time? Yeah, it was. Okay. <laughs> Quite frankly. But just because we already had the work. Right. Yeah, and we had the foundation already laid. If this was all brand new, then, yeah, three months would not have been long enough. But um, we were we already had this mindset that something like this was going to happen. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was enough time. I think every CEO um, hopes that the, their former team is going to miss them so much and call them every week. And it didn't happen. Uh, they, you know, I still talk to my team. They're, they're good friends. And in fact, I lean on them for some things that I need with vision serve. And they've been very generous with me, but um, the, the team is strong and they got this. Yeah. That, that's uh, that's a successful handoff. You know, we, we talked with uh, EOS worldwide integrator, Kelly Knight, you know, she was replacing the founders, right? Gino Wickman and Don Tinney. Wow. Yeah. Right. Wow. Exactly. And, and, but you're, you know, what you did is very similar to how her transition was handled. It was well thought out in advance. Um, you had some supporting, you know, documentation around process, and then you had the coaching mentoring element, and then you had a timeline of, of three months um, in order, mm -hmm. you know, to ensure that successful handoff. I, I just think that, you know, there's some good nuggets right there for our listeners who are. Uh, also, you know, dealing with this particular issue. So uh, I, I appreciate you sharing that. A lot of value there. Lee, what were the tools when you brought in uh, EOS into the business? You were attracted to it. You read it. You had read all these other things and EOS simplified it. But in the simplification, what were the tools that really made the biggest impact that, that kind of gave you that breakthrough the ceiling moment? Well, the first thing was the accountability chart. Um, the, that whole exercise and that mentality, that approach <clears throat> to the organization, um, that was the first step forward. And I think that's, that's probably um, the most common mistake organizations make, whether they're for-profit or non-profit, is building the organization around the people they have and thinking they you know, I got to make this work. I, I can't get rid of this person. I got to make this work instead of stepping back and really thinking about what it is that we need to accomplish. What are the tasks that need to be achieved in order to be successful? And what kind of a position is required for that? And then, and then who do we have or who do we need to get to fill those seats? So that that really revolutionized and set Lighthouse free. Mm. Um, it's not such a big deal at VisionServe because we have, uh, well, for changing seats, it's not a big deal. But let me tell you how important it's been for me envisioning what the future of VisionServe will look like because I'm having to create something where there's, there's not a lot. And what I have done with the team that I have is taking the time to think through all the myriad tasks we currently have to cover, but all the things that we want to do in, in terms of our strategic plan, our, our vision tra traction organizer. And it has enabled me to, to build accountability charts for the next five years. So that's just critical 
tool for me. It's mm, fantastic. That really helps you bring into picture how you will get to the, that vision and what it's going to take Absolutely. and the, the roles and people. That's, that's great mm-hmm. clarity. So Lee, we like to end each podcast with a couple questions. Okay. All right. So uh, the first question is in your new role at Vision Server Alliance, mm-hmm. it's Friday afternoon, 4.55, and you're, you're getting ready to start your weekend. But before mm-hmm. you do that, you're going to look back on your week. How do you measure whether or not you had a good week or not? <laughs> well, we use 90. And so my to-dos are captured there. And um, before I shut down for the weekend, I mean, I look at it all through the week too, but especially before I shut down for the weekend, I'm looking at what I've accomplished. And of course, there have been 10 new things that have popped up. I look at my rocks. Where have I, you know, what progress have I made? We're coming up on the end of the quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll look at what my staff need to do and sort of reprioritize. And um, we have accomplished so much. And, you know, I'm not about to say that Vision Serve Alliance didn't accomplish a lot prior to me being there and implementing EOS. But I think it was harder to know that because there wasn't the same kind of organization. You know, we have L10 meetings every week. We have a vision traction organizer. We have rocks. Um, we know what we're, we, we know if we're gaining traction or right, not. Right. And um, I think it was fair for the organization to know that prior to implementation. Wonderful. All right. The second question is, and we kind of put you on the spot here, but if you're giving a keynote, okay address to the Tractionville community and you have one minute to wrap up your talk and the people in the crowd are all nonprofits. What is your message to them before you finish your address? What do you want to tell those nonprofits out there in Tractionville? So as a leader, of this organization that you care so much about, you have poured your life into, the most important gift you can give is a real operating system. To know that that organization will continue and be sustainable long after you're gone, what what more important thing could you do for that organization? Love it. Beautiful. Lee, thanks so much for being with us today. How can people find you, find your organization if they're interested in learning more? Um, you know what? We didn't mention that I will actually actually be implementing for our members. I, that's a new service Vision Serve Alliance will be providing. Oh, let's talk there. about that. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so um, the board, when the board hired me, it was with a desire to rethink Vision Serve Alliance a little bit, Um, certainly keep the best bits of it, but think outside of the box and consider how we would become more impactful. And the implementation internally of EOS was a first step, Um, but they also saw the value of us offering this as a service, a consulting service to our member organizations. So they have approved a business plan for me to begin implementing in 2020. Um, I am seeking 
uh, my first five member clients for full implementation as we speak. We've got a big conference coming up in Atlanta, and we will talk about it there. Um, but uh, we will be offering this to our member organizations. And as I mentioned, I, I just believe so strongly that, you know, what are the things that I can do? I'm just one person. What can I do? I can't think of, think of a more powerful, um, long-lasting gift than teaching someone, helping them implement DOS. So we will be offering that very soon. That's awesome. It sounds like you will be exceptional at that. Uh, where can people learn more about you, about the service, about your organization? Our website is visionservealliance, all one word, .org. And everything's on the website. Um, my contact info, too. That's great. Thank you, Lee. Tractionville, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you rate us, subscribe, and as always, share with a friend. We would love to also hear your ideas. You can share them with us at TractionvillePodcast.com. And we release an episode every Tuesday. So we'll see you next week for Tractionville Tuesday. Tractionville Tuesday.